Emily, thank you so much for coming today and talking to us. I would love if you would introduce yourself. Okay, so I'm Emily Reed. Um, I write under Emily Reed and write under E.L. Reed. Um, I am originally from New Hampshire. I've been living in Tennessee for about eight years now. Um, I spend my full-time days teaching at a community college, um, teaching writing and English. Um, and then I just write whenever I have spare time. I love that. I would love if you could tell us what your books are about. I know you've written a quite a few. So I've written under Emily Reed, I've written romantic suspense, a um, little bit of romance in there, a little bit of suspense. I've written some two women's fiction books, which were, um, I wrote more cathartic for me, um, dealing with some of my own past stuff, that it was very therapeutic to just put it in a book um, that kind of turned into two books. And then under E.L. Reed, I write crime thrillers. I've always been, this sounds a little strange, but I've always been fascinated with the minds of serial killers. So my crime thrillers center around female serial killers. Um, and each one is based off an actual person with the premise of them being reincarnated into modern times. So the killer is killing the same exact way as they did. That's amazing. What inspired you to start writing these books? My son, actually. And it wasn't even to start writing fiction. Um, my son's autistic, very high functioning. He's in his 20s now. But when he was younger, it was quite a journey, an emotional journey to he was completely nonverbal. So we taught him sign language. Um, he had a lot of sensory issues. It was just a lot of learning and, and kind of grieving for that child you thought you were going to have. So originally, I wanted to write his story. It was going to be a nonfiction. It was too emotional, though. It was still too raw. And that was my first fiction book, I turned into a single mom with an autistic child. And so in that first book, Second Chances, it um the things that the child overcomes in the book are things that actually my son did. It's so amazing. I love that. When you start writing a book, do you think about a specific person's it's that you're writing it for, or do you just write and see where it goes? I tend to more just write and see where it goes. Um, I have the crime thrillers I tend to do a little more plotting with because you've got to plan red herrings and who the victims are going to be. Um, the romantic suspense, I have come up with a, a one-line thought and just ran with it and, and wrote a book around it. That's so amazing. Um, how long have you been writing? It's been about 15 years now. Wow. That's awesome. How, um, what made you start writing? Or was it the inspiration of your son or was there more? Yeah, into it, it was. No, it really, well, I mean, I always had, I guess you'd call a great imagination as a child. Um mm -hmm. I used to, I had started writing prior to that and it, there was too much other stuff going on in life. Um, but then my son was really, I 
just really wanted to write that story. And then as I turned it into a fiction story, I just kind of fell in love with writing fiction. Do you plan to go back, do you think, and turn it into a nonfiction book down the road? Or do you think you're going to keep it in that fiction realm? I'm not sure I will go back and write a nonfiction. I have played with the idea, um, not only for my son, my son's journey, but for some of the things I've gone through in my life. But I don't know. I'm not sure I really want to put all that out there. I tend to put a little bit of my life in all of my books. There is, especially in the romantic suspense. Um, I've had a book centered around domestic violence. Um, my first marriage was abusive. So, you know, there's a bit of my life in all the books. Oh, amazing. Um, were there any authors that inspired you to become a writer? I don't know if they were authors that inspired me. There have been, I was a voracious reader as a child, um, spent a lot of time at my local library, worked there a summer. Um, growing up, I read a lot of Agatha Christie, Robin Cook, Danielle Steele, you know, a wide variety of everything. And I think it just seemed natural after reading so much just to turn to writing. Awesome, awesome. You brought up reading as you're younger and like what you read. Did you have a favorite out of all of those? Wow. Um, it's hard to choose a favorite. It really is because there's been so many um, because I read across genres. There's been so many. I will say books that I probably have reread over and over again as a child um, were the Narnia Chronicles, um, The Secret Garden were always big favorites as a child. Agatha Christie, I have reread her books numerous times. I have incorporated some of her things sometimes into my classroom, teaching at the community college. Um, so maybe she was a, a, a big inspiration. I love that, I really do. Um, now as an adult, do you have any favorite series or authors that you, as soon as something comes out, you're like, yes, I have to read it? <laughs> <laughs> well, as an adult, it's been harder between teaching full-time and writing to get a lot of reading in. Um, though I will say there are certain things like, um, <sighs> my daughter just turned me on to Riley Sagar. Um and I just was hooked from the first book. And I have been picking up, adding to my Kindle, all of his books. Um, so that's a new one that I'm, I'm jumping on. Um, I listen to audiobooks a lot. So I listen to J.R. Ellis, who does uh, some murder mysteries overseas. Um, and I think I've re uh, listened to all of his. Awesome. Do you read across genres still? I do. I do. I love that. That's one thing when we started the podcast that we talked about was if we were going to stick to the romance genre or if we were just going to talk to anyone. And we went ahead and decided to open it up to any author. And it's been the most incredible experience. I don't really know a lot of authors that stick with just one genre. Usually there's some crossover 
probably not as severe as I did going from romantic suspense to crime thrillers. But usually there's, you know, romance writers that also write women's fiction, or sometimes they have some children's books. I love that. Thank you for the insight into that, because that really helps. Um, what would you tell someone who's just starting out with reading again? Find something that makes it so you can't put the book down. I have so many students that say to me, I hate reading. And typically my reply is you just haven't found the book that hooks you. Um, my son, when he was in school, elementary school, they had to read every night and he hates reading, absolutely hates it. But he was a big sports fan and his teacher went out of her way to find him books on basketball or, you know, soccer or whatever he his interest was. And he would read those. So I think you just, there's an interest somewhere for everyone. You just have to find it. So true. So true. One thing that um, we talk about in our blog is that I was not a reader until the third grade. I picked up Harry Potter and that's when I really started to read. And now I average a book a day. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so that's it, impressive. <laughs> so it really, it really does. Once you find the the book that can hook you and get you into reading again, it does really help. Um, on the opposite side of that, what would you tell someone who's just starting to write their own book? Write, just write. There's so much to learn when you're writing, but it's a process you can't just learn it before you write. You have to go through that. You know, there's things I've learned since writing my first book that have changed a little bit the way I write. Um, but you really just have to just keep writing. Write what, you know, people say write what you know, but to me, it's more write the story of your heart. You know, I tend to write what excites me, hoping that will excite the reader. Um but yeah, you just have to keep writing. Persevere because it's it's a solitary process. So I, you know, surround yourself with other writers too. Those like-minded people are going to pull you through anything. Amazing, amazing. What is your schedule like when you're writing a book? Well, it can be crazy. <laughs> Because I don't have a set schedule. I write whenever I have a moment. Now, I tend to, about three times a year, get together with a couple other writers and we rent a Airbnb or rent a cabin somewhere and we spend a whole weekend writing. And those weekends are just brainstorming and writing. Um, I can crank out about 20,000 words in a book um, if I'm just focused on it. Being a teacher, even for the community college, I have, you know, three months off during the year. So I tend to spend a lot more time writing at that time also. But it's just really when I worked full time in a in a different office setting, I would write on my lunch hour. You know, I'd bring my laptop with me, go to the break room and just sit and write while I was eating lunch. So my first book, I tell people, you find the time if you want to write. My first book I wrote by hand at my son's baseball games uh, and practices. He was on three different teams at that point. 
And we were having baseball seven days a week. And I would take a journal with me and I wrote my book by hand and would come home at night and type it up. So it just, if it, that's what I wanted to do. So I found the time to do it. I love that. That takes a lot of dedication to write it and then go ahead and go home and type it up in such a busy space. (laughs) I Um, tend to do better the busier I am. That's a good point because some people might think just because they're busy, they can't multitask. I find my schedule a lot more rigid when I'm busy because I plan out everything. Um, When I have a ton of free time, I tend to think, oh, I have plenty of time to do this. So I procrastinate more. (laughs) Guilty. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I'm going back for my master's degree and I've learned that (laughs) If I, if I really want to, I can write a five page paper in about an hour, hour and a half. (laughs) So yes, I've done that. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So if you really, if you really want to do something, even just starting out a couple minutes, 15 minutes Mm -hmm. can change everything. Um, And it becomes habit. If you do it daily, it does become habit. It really does. Um, What is your favorite writing snack or drink? Oh, well, if I write in the evenings, I typically have an adult beverage with me. Um, If I'm writing in the mornings, I have coffee. Um, I tend not to snack a lot when I'm writing. Um, But there's usually something to drink next to me, whether coffee, water, adult beverage. Love it. Love it. Love it. Some people have don't, they just have their space, they work, and others, they snack, they have other things going on. Um, I know that you have a pen name that you use. What made you decide to use a pen name or pick that pen name? So when I first started writing, I had a writer friend who wrote under her name, um, and she wrote some crime stuff and someone she knows started stalking her kind of the way her books were going um so at the time you know my kids were younger and I decided I'm not going to use my real name to write with um coming up with the pen name really was was fun I included my daughters in that um so it's Emma Lee Reed. So it's three names. Lee is actually my middle name. So I incorporated that. Reed was my mom's maiden name. And my maternal grandparents show up a lot in my books because they are so dear to me. Um, so I thought it was fitting to use their name. And then my daughters came up with Emma. I love that. I love that your daughters were included in that. It's so amazing. Before we close out and um, tell readers where they can find your book and everything, is there anything that you wanted to add? Wow. Um, I just say keep reading. You know, there's a lot of authors out there and I know we're all, you know, putting our books out for readers. And all I can say is try new readers. You know, if you're interested in the genre, pick up a new reader. Um, 
a, a new author. I've picked up a lot of new authors that way in my own reading, just by picking up a book of somebody I never heard of, and then I'm just completely hooked on their writing. So just keep trying new stuff when you're reading. Love it, love it. Where is the best place for readers to find your book? I know some readers love signed copies. Do you have a website that they can get those? And then where's the best place that they can actually connect with you? Okay, so I have two websites because I keep the romantic suspense and women's fiction a little separate from the crime thrillers, though you can access both websites from the other. Um, but emilyreed.com is for the romantic uh, romantic suspense and women's fiction, and then elreadauthor.com for the crime thrillers. Um, my website is being updated right now. It should be done shortly where you can buy all books, ebooks, and signed print copies directly through um, the webpage, but they are all on other avenues, Amazon, Apple, Barnes & Noble, Kobo. They're wherever you can find them. Awesome. And then when it comes to connecting with you, are you on social media? I am. So on Instagram, both I do both the crime fiction and romantic suspense under Emily Reed. Um, there is a Facebook author page for Emily Reed. TikTok has both Emily Reed and El Reed, so you can find me anywhere. There's newsletters on my website that you can sign up for. Um, I typically send out a newsletter quarterly, just to kind of keep you updated on what's going on. Um, occasionally, there'll be a a random newsletter that goes out if there's a new release that doesn't fall within when that quarterly newsletter goes out. But I love to hear from, from readers. Reach out, talk to me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate you and all the insight that you gave us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. 